Welcome back to By the Ghost Light, where we have been on strike in solidarity with the writers and the actors. You will notice that our brief hiatus lines up exactly with the writer strike, which has ended, which is why we're back. Please ignore all of the episodes that we recorded while the strike was going on in the beginning. I'm Cassie. And we're back. Yeah. We have some life updates because things happen, right? So I have a baby now. You do. They let you take it home from the hospital and everything. Can I tell you, they just let you leave the hospital with a baby. Right. Who's like three days old. Yep. And they just go, here you go. Have a baby. In fact, they want you to take the baby. They don't want it. No, but like, they're just like, you know what you're doing, right? Cool. You'll figure it out and send you home with a baby. The bar is very low. Did you even have to take like that little 30 minute class of like baby 101? No. I remember taking that. Like, really? Wow. Okay. They would, they, we had to do like a baby 101 thing before we could leave the hospital. We did during our like pre prep appointment which was like three weeks before he was born or a month before he was born we sat and watched a promotional video that was made in the early 2000s about please don't shake your baby uh but that was pretty much it and then like i had i paid for e-classes to prepare me for giving birth sure got through half of them because i procrastinated oh no that doesn't sound like Cassie. None of it ended up applying because I was in labor for two hours and then had an emergency C-section. That sounds more like it. There you go. I skipped to the end. Like skip I was ahead, only from from the time we got to the hospital after my water broke until I gave birth was only about six hours. I feel like I found a cheat code somewhere. That and the sounds cheat pretty code good. was my child had the cord wrapped around his neck twice that and sounds was in distress, good. so they cut him Not out. great. Yeah. But you're good now. But and we're he's good, good now. He's Everybody's great. Everybody's good. He's great. Um, he's asleep, hopefully. If he's not, I don't know about it because Chase is taking care of him right now. He's good supposed job, Chase. to be asleep, but this time of night is what we have dubbed the fussening. Um, TM, TM, TM. Yep. Where he no matter what kind of day he's had, just decides that from the hours of like 5.30 to 8.30, he's just going to scream. That seems right. Yeah. That seems right. Can't confirm. It'll come and go. Yeah. Yay, but parenting. But that's where we are. Yeah. I had back surgery. It's not quite the same. No, but it is, you know, an adjustment. It, is. it, it kind of all lines up. So it kind of worked out really great that you were having yeah. a baby and needed some time exactly. off because then I could have back surgery. A very different kind of surgery. Yes. They did not pull a living, breathing human out of me. True. I would be no. concerned if they had. Yep. For and many I would reasons. have some questions. Many questions. Many. On many levels. I have some questions for you, Cassie. Mm-hmm. Because we've missed some news. Yes. And I need you to know 
that I did not stay caught up on this news. So I am not sure what we are or aren't going to talk about, but I'm sure I've got questions. And I have to I have to imagine that as you've been up with baby boy at all hours of the night, you've had nothing better to do with your time but to stay current on the Broadway world. And you have all of the answers to all of the questions I have. Here's the thing. That was obviously, of course, true. Yes. And then I got one piece of theater news that immediately knocked every other piece of theater news out of my brain. It is the only thing I care about. It is my entire personality right now. It is Boop, the Betty Boop musical. No. No, it's not. (laughs) Okay. It is the Prince of Egypt pro shot that is getting released to Broadway HD on November 15th and getting released to purchase Mm -hmm. on December 5th. Sure I am so freaking excited. I think pretty sure this is just going to be an episode of this show. Yes. We're going to have to, we're going to have to do it. I'm hosting a viewing party at my house over Thanksgiving at some point for my brothers and any of my cousins who want to show up. It's a whole thing. Like it's going to happen. Because first of all, Prince of Egypt is one of the most stunningly beautiful animated films in the world, both visually and musically. Stephen Schwartz wrote the music. When they adapted it for the stage, Stephen Schwartz wrote 10 new songs that are Mm -hmm. phenomenally intelligent and beautiful songs. And then they recorded this pro shot of the West End production in London in January of 2022 before the show closed. And what they are doing to release that pro shot is so smart. And I really, really want it to do well because I want this model to get picked up by other productions. This is a really, really good idea. And I think we're seeing a shift in the way that these things are being released. And I really hope it works because getting to see these pro shots relatively not that far from when the shows happened. Yeah. And when they were recorded and then getting to see them, getting to see them on the streaming service, which exists for this very reason, mm-hmm. you can then also buy it. You can then also, you know, all of these things. Yes, please do. They're even doing like a three tier release of this. So they're actually in the UK. You can see it in theaters. You can see it like in a movie theater. They're going to screen it. And obviously we cannot do that. Like, we don't live in the UK. I'm not going to be going to the UK anytime soon. Sure. So I'm not going to be able to go sit in a movie theater and watch this. So then, like, a week after they put it in the movie theaters, then they're having it on the streaming service. But then for the people who don't have access to the streaming service, then they're releasing it to purchase or rent digitally. And that is the key. Like, these different levels of accessibility for this show. That is what is so important and that is what is significantly missing in the industry right now. And I really, really want to see this model adopted. Not far uh, beyond that, we will see the Waitress Pro shot Mm -hmm. as well. That'll be uh, early December. Uh, That is being released theatrically um, in the United States. So it's slightly different, but we finally get to see that. But you know what I'm excited for? What are you excited for? It is so fetch. That we're getting the Mean Girls musical in January. I'm so excited. Don't we already have the Mean Girls musical? But it's a movie version. It's not a pro shot. It's not a pro shot. It's a movie version of the musical of the movie. Movie version of the musical that's based on the movie. Yes. Super confusing. Mean Girlception, if you will. 
Mean Girlception, great, love it. Uh, writing that down right now. We do get that, and then interestingly, the interesting part about this, I'll wanna t- I want to talk about it for a second, and we will. Mean Girls, the movie musical, will be released in January, theatrically. Mean Girls will then premiere on the West End next June. The musical. The musical. Okay, I'm just trying to keep track. Sure, it's very confusing, but... This show that got interrupted by COVID, uh, and then they made a movie version of the musical, never hit the West End. So now they're going to release the movie version of the musical, and then six months later, you can see it on the West End, because it never came through over there. So it's just, again, another interesting way, different way of a show being released and being able to, to see it. I'm excited. Uh, also, Renee Rapp is playing Regina George, and that's all I want. Okay. That's all I want. I'm very excited. Not on the West End, in the movie musical, to be clear. I'm happy we're finally moving into this era of at least attempting to make some of these things more mm-hmm. accessible. Please. It's it's about time. It's, if COVID yeah. got, taught us nothing else, it's that we still need art. Yeah. And more accessible art cannot be a problem. It cannot be a bad thing. So I'm thrilled that these pro shots are finding purchase, that they're finding a place to be accessed. Because I'm going to stream the crap out of Prince of Egypt and then I'm going to buy it. Like, I already know that I'm doing that. Like, yes, I have the Broadway HD subscription already. But in case it gets taken off of that at some point, like, I want to have this. Yes, because so streaming's a whole other. Yeah, you know what is and isn't on streaming. You know, can things be lost to time through once they get taking off streaming services? That's a whole other thing too. But yeah, this is this is the kind of thing that you want to own physically or have or be able to watch over and over and over. And we can now. Yeah, it's great. And I I remember when they did the the staged concert with. I don't think the New York Philharmonic of Company that Neil Patrick Harris and Patti Lapone were in. They did a pro shot of that. They aired that in theaters because I went to see it with Chase and with my brother. And then they also released it on DVD and we own it on DVD. Interesting. There you go. And I've said before and I'll say again, one of the reasons Into the Woods is my favorite musical is because I could watch it all the time when I was a kid. Because... They played the pro shot on like Masterpiece Theater or something, and we taped it with a video VHS tape on our VCR from the television. Yep, and it worked because then you just had it. Because then we had it. Yep. Aging myself with uh, that <laughs> piece of information. Um, I told JJ to change the channel the other day, and he didn't know what I meant. Well, yeah, he wouldn't. Nope, he sure wouldn't. He needed to turn on something else. That's where we got to. But okay, it took a it took a second. It's weird getting older. Yeah, I want to go back to Mean Girls for a second because uh, it's gonna. Uh, I have pulled up the cast list, and I don't know if you know what this cast list is. Some of these are names that you, that we probably don't know, but we will soon. And some of these are names that we absolutely know. So the Mean Girls musical movie 
Katie Heron is played by Angary Rice. She was in um, the Spider-Man movies, the new ones. Um, she played Betty Brant, so the other girl in the okay. high school with all it was, that was her. She's going to play Katie, so she can sing. Renee Rapp is Regina George, who did play Regina during the COVID times on Broadway. Janice is going to be played by Ali Cravalho, and I've never been able to say her name right. Uh, she's Moana. Okay, yes. Yep. I've never been able to pronounce her name right, and I feel bad about it, but she's going to play Janice. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Jaquel Spivey, Spivey, Spivey is playing Damien. Not a super well-known name, except he is the guy who just won the Tony Award for Usher in a Strange Loop. Oh, okay. Awesome. And I say guy. I am not exactly sure what Jaquel's pronouns are. They're not listed here. But um, So there's some talent there. Uh, B.B. Wood is playing Gretchen Wieners. Uh, she's done some TV work. She's on 30 Rock as, as a cat, apparently. I don't know. She's done some TV work. She's done some other stuff. Good for her. Interestingly, we get... Uh, I'm not going to say this name right. Avantika Vanden Vandenapu. I will not get that right, I'm sure. Um, she's a Disney star who okay. is, uh, her family is Indian. Okay. Which is interesting uh, because Karen has never been Indian. No. In the slightest. So that's cool. Uh, Chris Briney is playing Aaron Samuels. He's done some film stuff. He was in The Summer I Turned Pretty. And now we get to some of the more interesting parts of this. Tina Fey is returning to play Miss Norbury. I think I knew that. Tim Meadows is returning to play Principal Duvall. Okay. Who's playing Miss Heron? Who's playing uh, Katie's mom? Is it Amy Poehler? No, it is not. That is a good guess, though. Is it Lindsay Lohan? No. Is it Rachel Neither McAdams? are attached. None of these people are attached as okay. far as I'm aware. Jenna Fisher. Okay. Busy Phillips is going to play Mrs. George. Okay. Uh, Mahi Alam plays Kevin uh, Napoor, uh, relative unknown. Connor Ratliff plays Mr. Rapp. Some guy named John Hamm. Yeah, he was the Angel Gabriel recently. Yeah, he's uh he's Coach Carr, so that's cool. Okay. Uh, and then there's going to be a bunch of cameos, respectively, it looks like, from uh, Broadway cast members. Okay. Um, including Ashley Park, who's the original Gretchen, and she, now she's on How to Get Away with Murder. Um, so, yeah. But there's a whole bunch of names attached to this. I'm excited. And it's a bunch of people who look like they really actually know what they're doing. And Tina Fey is still writing it and doing everything. So um, I'm in Mean Girls mode because it's great and I love it very much, but also because, Cassie, I don't think I've told you this. Did you make your your gateway that's no longer gateway decision? I did. I made my gateway that's no longer gateway decision. And it's guys and dolls. And it's guys and dolls because I got told no. Oh, you got told no for Mean I Girls. I got told no for Mean Girls. There were concerns Valid. from administration about the show and the script valid there all there are valid concerns about this script and that's fine it's a whole much longer conversation the reason i 
presented it the way I did was because if the principal wasn't going to have my back when parents got mad, yeah. I needed to know before I started this. Absolutely. So, you know, I rather would know now. Would I rather do Mean Girls? Absolutely. Am I totally fine with doing Guys and Dolls, which I've done before? Absolutely. Does Guys and Dolls still have some really problematic material that nobody batted an eyelash at? Sure yep. does. It is sure fascinating. Does. And again, this is its own episode. It is fascinating what types of content are problematic in this capacity and what types of content are not. And I, th- I think it all comes down to is it a modern show? Mm-hmm. Is it set in today? Because if it's not set in today, we can ignore the issues or the problems or mm-hmm. it's whatever. It can be swept under the rug. It, d- it doesn't relate, which makes zero sense. If that were true, we wouldn't still be doing Shakespeare. Right. And it's also like violence is fine. You know, people can get beat up. All that can happen. That's, you know, perfectly yep. acceptable. Not a problem. But. How dare two boys kiss on stage? It's, it's just, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. This is a much longer episode. I'm sure we'll talk about it at length. I will be doing uh, Guys and Dolls. I'm excited to do Guys and Dolls. I like Guys and Dolls. Guys and Dolls has some issues. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have from the news bucket? There is no longer a writer's strike. There's no longer the a writer's strike. The writers have stopped striking. There is still an actor's strike as there of recording is still an actor strike. Yes. Yes, yeah, so today is. We should have. We should have said this. Hey, what day is it? It's October third. It's Mean Girls Day. It is Mean Girls Day. Thank you. for How playing appropriate! Along. I will say that there have been announcements of a lot of new shows coming to Broadway. The so many. new musical category is going to be absolutely stacked. I think somebody on TikTok said there's like thirteen or fourteen. Crazy. Like new musicals that are opening, um, which is nuts i'm excited for a show called harmony that i've seen previous for really just go, because julie, of the, go. yeah julie benko and chip zines go, in it julie. as well um who was the original baker and into the woods and sierra bogus is in it as well and the story looks interesting on that one but there's also the great gatsby musical that's been all over my tiktok and there's um how to dance in ohio is coming which looks really interesting yep. There's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of shows coming, and there's a whole bunch of shows closing as well. Yeah, Some Like It Ought has announced its closing date, but uh, that closing date is not for another 13 weeks. It will play through yeah. December 30th, um, so it'll make it through the rest of this calendar year, which feels about right, uh, but then they have also announced uh, a national tour to start next fall and a West End production in 2025. Uh, so that Reeve, feels about right. Yeah. Reeve Carney is leaving Hades Town. He's the last of the like original cast members. Original cast from like 2017. Yeah. That's a really long run for he, Broadway yeah. performers. Yeah. Really is. I mean, good for good for them to make it that far. But yeah, that's a long time. Because I also saw. Um, so Wicked is celebrating 20 years on Broadway this month. Sure Which is. is. They are everywhere. Awesome. And I saw an article, I think on Playbill, that one of the stage managers has been there for 15 years. That's crazy. I know. But they've been there 15 years and they don't overlap with any original cast. Like that's no. how long yeah. that show has been going. Yeah. And when I went and saw it 
finally last uh, December because I had not seen it before then. Mm-hmm. I went and saw it at the Gershwin. Um, that is the biggest theater I've ever seen. Yeah, and it was full. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's Without over 500 question. seat capacity, um, and it, that show is still selling out consistently. Which I'm thrilled about because, again, Stephen Schwartz, one of my favorite composers. My older brother actually just got to see him in concert in Cincinnati. Oh, nice. And I was 100% going to go, and then I had a kid. Darn kids. I know. Darn kids. But he's, no, I love my child. I'm very happy to have my child. But he did prevent me from being able to see Stephen Schwartz in concert. Stephen Schwartz is 75 years old, and... Really? Yes, he's seventy-five. Uh, he's still uh, wow. okay. actively working. He's got a new project in um workshops right now. Good for him. With Kristen Chenoweth and some other people. Of course. So it's it's fascinating to look at some of these things that are also in development, like not even moving to Broadway, but just in development still. Yeah, I feel like that's gonna be a whole new thing. I mean, we've talked before about you know, back in the day, this is how it used to be. They would do out-of-town tryouts before they moved to Broadway. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, during the 80s and 90s, they played in the West End and then moved to Broadway. Um, and now it feels like we're kind of coming full circle as we come out of COVID. People are realizing, hey, if we do this show in Chicago, or hey, we go here, or hey, we go here, or like we are seeing with um, the staged readings or the concerts or all of these things, they can do these things fairly cheaply, not in New York, and then figure out if they need to spend Broadway money or not. Yeah. And we're going to keep talking about that. I have to go back quickly to Wicked um, mm-hmm. because you, you said the Gershwin had more than how many seats? I thought 500, but I Oh, it's wrong. so much more than 500. But it is the, more than 500, so I'm not wrong. It is more than 500, you are correct, but it is not 503. It is 1,933 seats. In the Gershwin? The Gershwin Theater. Wow. It doesn't feel that big. No, it just kind of—it's kind of a bowl. I suppose I—I I am so saying that. It just from, keeps going from our perspective. When we saw Wicked at the Gershwin, we were on the floor, and mm-hmm. we were under the balconies. So my view was really just like the floor seating. So that's sure, what—that's sure, sure. the image in my head is like. Oh yeah, the yeah. Gershwin. I didn't go down into the house to like look at the balcony situation. I was uh, like extreme house right in the um on the bottom of the bowl um and i was just sitting there staring going oh my gosh like it's gonna take me a couple minutes to walk across this theater Mm -hmm. like this is massive it's so big and then i went down and like stood in front of the stage and just looked out and it was it's huge it's just massive which is an experience you too can have if you go to the museum of broadway and you can stand center stage and they're very, very cool backstage display. And you can stand center stage. And then a projection screen shows you the uh, house shots of every active theater on Broadway. It's really cool. Shameless plug. Go do it. Someday, I will go back to New York City. And I will go to the Museum of Broadway. And Super I will have cool. my child with me. There you go. That's my plan. And I will there you go. force him to love theater. No. Yeah, I'm I'm working on that, like kind of <laughs> low key over here. My kids like sports so far, so listen, we'll see. I will be a sports mom if I have to be a sports mom. Yeah. I won't be a football mom. We're drawing the line at that just because you yeah. shouldn't do that much damage to your brain before it's fully developed. 
Yeah, we're trying to stay. We're trying to stay away from football over here too. So we'll see how yeah. that goes. Veronica just wants to flip on things and jump and cartwheels. So that's you know way that's safer. Perfectly safe. Perfectly safe. <laughs> But getting back to the original thought of uh, out-of-town shows or shows moving, we do have several. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I sh- and I'm sure we're going to miss some or leave some out. Uh, the funniest one to me is Boop! Exclamation point. The Betty Boop musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, has added Tony winner Faith Prince, Eric Bergen, and more... Um, Jasmine Amy Rogers is playing Betty Boop. They're like this is a cast that they have going out to Chicago to play this thing for five weeks. I'm glad that there's enough um uh cachet behind some of these out of town things that they can get the people to go and do these things and then the show can transfer mostly intact. That seems good to me. So we'll see how that goes, I guess. The director choreographer for Boop is uh, Jerry Mitchell, who did Kinky Boots, Pretty Woman, and Hairspray. So I'm very curious to see what this happens to be. Yeah, the one I'm keeping my eye on is the musical adaptation of The Book Thief that is having its world premiere in England. Sure is. The Book Thief, if you don't know this, is one of my all-time favorite books i think we've talked about this yeah and i am i am hesitant because i i do think that this story can work as a musical i am nervous because the main book writer for the musical is jody picot and i don't trust her with my favorite story okay because i don't trust her as a storyteller that's fair um she romanticizes tragedy and i don't want tragedy to be romanticized i want tragedy to be tragic and i think book thief is a a sad story but it is also a hopeful story and i want somebody who's going to focus on the hope and not on the oh my gosh look how sad this is so I'm a little nervous about it. I also was not wildly impressed with the music in the trailer clip that is available to watch. Sure. I hope that they are able to do a cast recording of some sort so that I can listen to all of the music. But I am I'm withholding judgment until I know more. But I'm a little nervous about that one. We'll see. Do we have a date for it? So the article that I found when I searched for this to have it in front of me is from February 26, 2020, saying that the show would have its world premiere in 2021, which I don't think happened. I don't think that happened, no. But I I follow Marcus Zusak on, like, Instagram, and he's been posting about it. So I know that the premiere is soon. Oh, it's, it's currently playing. It's there until the 15th of October. So yeah, it's playing right now. All righty. Well, I'm sure we'll see more as it comes out. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else uh, we talked about. We talked about a bunch. Of, there's also so much that like we're just not going to get to. So yeah, um, th- like things we know that there's probably you know this might be a new record this year for new musicals, uh, which is cool to see. Um, things we already know like um, Melissa the Melissa Etheridge, my window. If if that counts as a musical, we'll see. 
and I'm sure we'll talk about Tony eligibility in a future episode. Um, but others that have theaters, uh, Gutenberg, the musical, mm-hmm. Harmony, How to Dance in Ohio, Days of Wine and Roses, The Notebook, Water for Elephants, The Outsiders, um, they all have dates and theaters. Um, others that have theaters but not dates yet include Lempica, The Heart of Rock and Roll, and Suffs. Um, and then both Boop and Hell's Kitchen don't have either yet, but with this many shows, they're not all going to last, so then theaters will open up and it'll be a whole thing. We're going to see how long any of these last, but it's going to be a bunch of burning out bright, unfortunately. Yeah. There's some big plays coming, too. So um, Leslie Adam Jr. just returned to Broadway and Pearly Victorious. Um and doesn't sing in that show, I don't believe. I don't think that's a musical. There's there's a musical version of it, but I think this mm-hmm. is the play. Yes, I believe so. Um, somebody's doing The Frogs. That's sure. coming. Why not? It's coming All back. Right. Um, Merrily We Roll Along is going to Broadway. Sure is. With its cast of... of uh, Groff Sauce. Groff Sauce and, and D-Rad and... <laughs> Lindsay Mendez, who doesn't get a cute nickname because I don't have as much of a history with her. Um, That's fine. She can earn one. Yeah, exactly. So no, there's so much turnover happening on Broadway right now. And I'm sure that there frequently is this much turnover, but I'm more aware of it. Well, we do talk about it now into we microphones. We do talk about it into microphones. Um, I also, this isn't to Broadway yet, but I saw that there's a workshop happening of a 13 going on 30 musical i feel like we've mentioned that before i feel like there is that's something we have to keep mentioning because that's wild like all right great (laughs) whatever uh we didn't haven't even said back to the future yet so oh we talked about back to the future before we have talked about it though there's so much which is great also spam a lot's coming back that's a whole thing that's a whole thing I love that they revived Camelot and tried to do things with it and tried to make it relevant and tried to fix it. And it didn't, it just didn't quite totally work. And then immediately after they were like, you know, it would be funny. Okay, guys, you know, it would be funny. Uh It would be hilarious. Uh What what if we brought Spamalot back? And what if it did better than Camelot (laughs) did? Again. Listen. Here's something interesting. Six has announced sing-along performances. I like this. I think this is a really great idea because there's all of this kind of argument a lot of times, you know, people who get mad because they go to see a show and somebody in the audience is singing along and they're like, I did not pay this much money to go to Broadway and hear, you know people in the audience singing the songs i heard to pay i paid to hear the the people on the stage singing but also sometimes the people who are singing along are like middle schoolers from iowa who are super excited to be seeing this show that they've heard the soundtrack for and they love so much yeah and i don't want to squash that enthusiasm but i see both sides and so i think by by designating sing-along performances Mm -hmm. i think that is such a good idea as long as they properly like advertise it mm-hmm. so that nobody walks in going not knowing what's going on. But I want to know if this means that there's going to be lyrics somewhere on the stage. 
Oh, yeah, that would be. Because if it's a sing-along, like not only mm-hmm. would you need the lyrics somewhere on the stage, which can be done through projection fairly easily at this point, honestly, yeah. um, but you would also need like the bouncing ball. Yes. And that's what I want. I want that for a live sing-along. Absolutely. And I think Six is a really good musical to try and test this because mm-hmm. of its format. There's yes. not. It's not like... It's yeah. more like a concert than a musical. We can have that argument later. It's but all like, it's a whole thing. There's yeah. not a plot, really. There's coming not to Toledo like, soon. Coming to Toledo soon. Um, but there's not like scenes really that get acted out. There's like dialogue between the queens, but there's not like it's not a traditional musical format. It's mostly just the songs. And it's kind of staged like a rock concert, and you do at rock concerts. You sing along, you're encouraged to do so. Yes. Already breaks the fourth wall constantly oh, yeah. for the show. So it's, it feels inclusive. I think it works. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm um, excited to hear feedback from that. I've got two more things. Hit me. The first is that we do have to say uh, rest in peace to the most unlikeliest of Broadway composers, one Jimmy Buffett. Yes, I thought we were going to say rest in peace to Michael Gambon. We can, and we, we can should. also say rest in peace to him. But yes, Jimmy Buffett, noted Broadway composer. Noted Broadway composer. Oh, man. It's a whole thing. You know, I'm look- so I'm looking at Escape to Margaritaville, the jukebox musical, based on the songs of Jimmy Buffett. The plot revolves around a part-time bartender and singer who falls for a guitarist, and it's all uh, songs... By Buffett, and it's just great. It's just it's just delightful. Um, this thing had out of town tryouts at La Jolla Playhouse. Mm-hmm. They did this is a whole thing. It got a national tour. It's a whole thing. I would like to see it uh, done a little more in some uh, community theater and some regional theater. I would go see this show. Um, it did not get reviewed well. Uh, and I don't really care because it, uh, it just seems like a good time. It just seems like a good chill time. Thanks, Jimmy. I'm sure Escape to Margaritaville was, in fact, your crowning achievement. Absolutely. Uh, we did also obviously lose Michael Gambon, really known from uh, some, some kids' movies he did that one time uh, when they needed a replacement. Replacement Dumbledore. Yeah. Uh, but has done uh, a zillion other things and is a very, very respected uh, stage actor as yeah. well. And speaking of uh, our friends across the pond, Cameron McIntosh got interviewed the other day. What did Cameron McIntosh have to say about anything? Cameron McIntosh was interviewed. Uh, he chatted with ITV News, which I think is a British publication, about Sondheim, about uh, old friends, about all of these uh, things that are happening. In, but in the interview, he was asked about the recovery efforts of the theater community after COVID, or okay. as COVID is kind of still happening. And did he say something intelligent and meaningful? I'm going to let you decide. I just have a quote here. It's I don't know the context of the whole thing. I haven't watched the whole interview, but the quote here is that he he believes Macintosh. Do we need to tell everybody who Cameron Macintosh is before we start this? Uh, mega musical producer, lots of Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff. He's the one who revolutionized Phantom, the mega musical Cats, in the eighties. Lay Miz, 90s. 
all of these shows. Yep. He's a big deal. Uh, he's been around forever. He said that he believes that the West End is in better shape than Broadway. We're back doing as well, if not better, than we were pre-COVID, Macintosh said. We are in a much better state here than they are on Broadway. But he didn't stop there. Okay. The excitement here and the crowds here, referring to the West End, it's not the same. It hasn't recovered on Broadway. Overall, you don't have the smorgasbord of of great talent, large and small, that we have in London. British theater is in a fantastically healthy state. I do not agree with the point about the wealth of talent. I think Broadway has a wealth of talent. Leah Leah Salonga, mm-hmm. because there's a yeah Leah Salonga, who's interviewed alongside Macintosh, agreed with his sentiments, stating, "London's just different." <laughs> here's oh, the, here's the thing. I think there is some evidence to back up the fact that Broadway has not bounced back from COVID the way we would hope it would. Sure. I would like to know what is driving the comparison. Like, is there data that he's looking at or is he just going off of vibes? If anybody would have access to that kind of data, Cameron McIntosh would be Right. And if he's speaking from like financial and attendance records and things like that and like measure of turnover, stuff like that, then he might have a leg to stand on. If he's just going off vibes. Can we vibe check Cameron McIntosh? (laughs) That seems like something we might need to do. Hey, go talk to your good friend Andy about his bad Cinderella show. So you, did you, uh, how much money did you lose on that one? Uh-huh. Mac. So the state of theater is what it is. Um, you know, nationally, internationally, you know, things are happening. It's encouraging to see a lot of new works and a lot of, uh, a lot of regional shows. It feels slightly more accessible and we're seeing these pro shots and it's interesting to see us coming out of, covid and seeing um you know the theater world kind of settle into what it will hopefully be or try to figure it out but also you know we got to figure out what our theater world looks like too cassie because uh are you gonna go direct some of these shows then with like the baby sling uh we're gonna see how i go direct some of these shows because i am slated to direct my next show in january that's pretty soon it is pretty soon didn't seem pretty soon before (laughs) no it has it has started to seem a lot closer i was part of the struggle with the baby is right now he during the day does not like to nap in the bassinet he prefers to nap while being held or in the baby sling sure sure and that limits the amount that i am able to do (laughs) while he's asleep yeah yeah um because I haven't, uh, the way the show I'm doing in January, it doesn't perform in January, it performs in March. It'll start rehearsing in January. Um, the way that it works, we're doing All They Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. It is a vignette show, so it's a bunch of uh, little scenes that kind of thread together on a common theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the reasons I like the script is because it's very flexible for your ensemble. Um, you have carte blanche from the writers to rearrange the scenes however you want. And to kind of organize them however you want and make little changes here and there. And so part of what I have to do is configure the scenes and figure out which ones we're doing, which ones we're not doing, what order we're doing them in. And prior to having the baby, I was like, oh, I have so much time to do that. And now I'm like, I need to get this, if not finalized script, 
at least mostly finalized script like to my set designer yeah you know yeah I, and so that's, if you would like a set you should probably get on that um so i that's been on my to-do list for like the past five days is sitting down and doing the script and i just haven't gotten to it because babies baby um but yeah, we have a plan. Chase and I have a plan in place for when I go to direct that show um, that involves going to auditions with a set rehearsal days and telling everybody as the audition, like, hey, these are the days of the week we are going to rehearse. Mm-hmm. If you are not available on these days, you're probably Sorry. not going to get cast in this show. Which is a perfectly normal thing to it do. It is. It's a normal thing. It's just not what I've done before because I've always had more flexibility. I no longer have flexibility. Scheduling sure flexibility don't. goes out the window when you have a baby. Sure does. And so it for the first time, I am going to have to look at people's major standing conflicts before I cast the show. Sure do. And that's why we're going to Welcome be very upfront. Welcome to the upfront. new normal. I know, the new normal. That's why we're going to be very upfront going into auditions and at auditions of like, hey, assess your schedule and decide if these things that you're doing are very important to you. Because as much as I would like to choose days that avoid most of the kids' conflicts, I have to choose days that also work best for my family. Yep. And my husband sure has a standing thing on Wednesday nights, so I have to be able to watch the baby on Wednesday nights. And he's going to be doing primary child care all day on Fridays because he doesn't work on Fridays. And so I don't want to have rehearsals on Fridays because then I'm like, okay, now continue to watch the baby. Yeah, makes sense. Into the you evening. You would like to see the baby. I would like to see my baby. And so, yeah, so we're looking at a more rigid rehearsal schedule than I have, have worked with before. There you go. I am also... I also feel like I'm about to make a rehearsal schedule different than I've ever before uh, for Guys and Dolls. It just feels like it's going to be very different. We might have more limited days we can or will rehearse. Um, it's also just very different. I'm sure as we get more into it, we'll continue to talk about the shows that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm currently sound designing uh, Puffs, and then I'm gonna, and then I have Guys and Dolls that'll take me through February. Um, and then I have a secret show that I can't talk about yet because it's not confirmed. But I think I'm directing a show locally. Okay. Interesting. We can leave that uh, leave that ambiguous until next time when I <laughs> may or may not have confirmation. I don't know. I'm just waiting on the confirmation of, yes, Ryan, you're doing this. Oh, okay, great. I am so. intrigued by the local production of Puffs. The That's cast a good is, word. The cast is interesting. I, my brother is playing the lead, so he's terrible. Ah, yeah, I know he's he sucks. He no. doesn't know anything. Um, <laughs> he's he's actually very talented. Yes. He's um, actually very. T- as soon as I saw his name down as Wayne, I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it makes sense. That yeah, tracks. that's right. Um, that tracks." No, when I was in college, like my senior year, the semester I was graduating. I thought, sure, no problem. I can sign up to direct a short play for our theater fraternities, you know, short shows. And then I realized, like, I'm graduating this semester and I have no time to do anything. And luckily, I was directing a two-person scene and my actors were Joe Connolly and my brother. I think Mm -hmm. we had, like, five rehearsals. 
nice before we go. performed and i i literally just coasted on the talent of my actors look sometimes you can do that sometimes you sometimes can the show lets you sometimes the cast the casting like, Listen, lets you here's the blocking let's run through it a few times here's your emotional arcs looks great guys there you go what more could you ask for beautiful it was a beautiful time it's but yeah time. i'm I'm excited, interested to see. I'm glad that our local small town theater company pulled in some new people for this show. Mm -hmm. Because that is my one big thing with our local community theater is that I always see the same like five names in every show. And don't get me wrong, those five people are in this show too. Oh, yep. There's a couple of them still on that cast list. They're on but every cast list. there are like six or seven that are new names. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been... I've only been at... Uh, I was at the read-through, and then I've been at one other rehearsal because um, they couldn't... They literally... If uh, anybody out there, if you haven't uh, read Puffs, you should, but you can also uh, rent it on Amazon Prime uh, pretty cheap. It is a delight. If you're a Harry Potter fan, you'll love it very much. Mm-hmm. The sound design in the show is so intricate. I'm going to have literally 200 sound cues for this show. Yeah. And that's not an exaggeration. Um, but the director, Bridget, who I've worked with before, like, we, she literally couldn't block the battle scene without having a sound design yeah. there to play. Like, she and I are had to create that in conjunction in rehearsal. It was a very different experience as a technician because that's not how that goes ever but it's how we had to do it for it to work because it's so integral the sound design is to this thing and i'm gonna probably sit down with you when the process is done and pick your brain because puffsy is on my short list for horizon for sure for sure um and especially as we are moving to more student-led tech positions I'm going to need to know what I would be asking of a student and if I am comfortable asking it of a student. Sure. For sound. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the production. We'll have to find a babysitter. Uh, you know, I'm sure there will be people uh, yeah. around that will put their hands up. Yeah, I think I can find a couple couple folks. I think you can or, find you know, one or two. I think it'll work out. Baby's first theater experience, two months old. That'll yeah, go really uh, re- well. Remind me to go a different night. Please, thank you. It's not like it's not like the performance <laughs> time falls in the fussing hours. Probably not. Hopefully not. Hopefully but that's not. you know a whole month away. The world might be different by then. It's true. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us by the ghost light. We are back. We are back on our shenanigans. We will continue to uh, release in our biweekly schedule. Um, just kind of picking it up where we left off. Now that uh, Cassie has some semblance of control over her life again. At least a little bit. <laughs> uh, we are part of the Ghostlight Media Network. Uh, you can find us at ghostlightmedia.net as well as our Patreon, uh, without whom this show literally would not exist. There's a bunch of other good shows on the network. And also, uh, I will be at a Catacon here in about a month, representing the network down in Dayton. Uh, it's the first weekend of November. It'll be a good time. Uh, yeah, my husband will be down there too, and I will be not there i will be by myself with the baby so we'll see how that weekend goes it'll be great it'll be so great i'm Mm -hmm. sure no problems at all 
Well, thanks for coming along with us. We hope uh, we hope you're back with us. Let us know. Get at us on the Discord. That would be great. Let us know if there's any news that we missed out on that we need to co- go back and cover. Tell us what you're looking for in the upcoming season. But that's all for us. My name's Ryan. My name's Cassie. And join us next time by the Ghost Light. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.